Up from the grave he arose, with a mighty triumph o'er his foes. That's the first line of the chorus of Christ Arose, one of the most beloved Easter hymns of the Christian church. Honestly, though, our kids could never make it through this old hymn without laughing. (laughs) That's a little embarrassing for a pastor. That might be, though, because that hymn was written 150 years ago, and let's face it, it's a little old-fashioned. But it sums up the message and the meaning of Easter perfectly. Easter is a victory celebration. It's Christ's victory and our celebration. I'm Kelly J. Grace, and this is Divine Connections, a podcast about connecting the truth you believe to the life you really live. Today, we're talking about the resurrection in the third and final episode of our special series designed for you to listen to with your kids. This is episode 25, A Living Hope. Listen in. Now, to understand the importance of Easter, you have to ask yourself what difference it would have made if Christ had not risen from the dead. If you're at home listening to this podcast, I'd like you to run and find a Bible and open it to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, because there the Apostle Paul gives us a short version of the events in the last week of Jesus' life on earth, what's often called Holy Week. And in it, Paul says, the first thing is Christ died for our sins. The second is he was buried in a tomb. That's a a big, a small room actually hewn out of a big rock. And then the opening got covered with a huge stone. So that's the, the tomb. Then it says he rose from the dead early the third morning. That was a Sunday, which is why we have Easter on Sunday. And then it says he appeared to many people over the next 40 days. So once again, that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Then Paul tells us what would be true if Jesus had not risen from the dead. And that answers the question of why is Easter important? Why is it in fact so crucial for us as Christians. Crucial means super important. Why is it essential for us as Christians that Christ rose from the dead? What does it mean to us? Well, Paul says, if Jesus had not risen from the dead, he said, then there'd be no good news to preach, no gospel to tell people the fact that God had forgiven their sins and salvation was possible. And our faith would be useless. We would still be in our sins. They would never have been forgiven. And then he says the last thing is that the other people we know who have died, who have gone on ahead, we would have no hope of ever being with them again. But he says Christ is in fact risen from the dead. And here's what that means to us. The first thing it means is that Jesus went first, as he always does. He died and rose from the dead, and the scripture calls it the first fruits or the first one. And in fact, in the book of Hebrews, Jesus is called the trailblazer. 
the one who's gone before us in our faith. And in this, he rose from the dead. And we know that we will also be made alive because he was made alive. That's what it means when Christians say they believe in life after death. Have you heard people talk about that, about a discussion, do you believe in life after death? And as Christians, we say, yes, we do. We believe that people who have put their trust in Jesus Christ to forgive their sins, those people, even when they die, they will live again, just as Jesus did. And here's I think a very special promise. It says in that chapter in 1 Corinthians 15 that for you and I, that will happen in an instant, in the twinkling of an eye. Now, remember, it says that Jesus was in the tomb for three days and then rose from the dead. But you and I, it'll happen like that in an instant. I mean, how fast do you think an eye twinkles. <laughs> so you and I have that promise that for, for us, we will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. And then the next thing is that that very promise that our bodies will be changed. Right now, we have earthly bodies because we live on earth. Remember in the book of Genesis, when God made man and woman, he, he took the dust of the ground and fashioned it into Adam. And then from Adam's rib, he fashioned Eve. So the truth is, people are made of the dust of the ground. And the scripture says, from dust you have come and to dust you will return, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And yet we have a promise that now these earthly bodies will be changed into a heavenly body, bodies that will never grow old. They'll never get sick. In fact, they will be glorious spiritual bodies fit for life in heaven, fit for life in eternity forever and ever and ever. And our bodies will be made like the one that Christ had. Remember when he rose from the dead, his disciples saw him. He ate a piece of fish. <laughs> they So they saw him and they know he had a body. He showed them the scars in his hands and in his side from when he was crucified. They recognized him. You and I will have a heavenly body, one like Christ's. And then the last thing is that we will inherit a heavenly kingdom, that place that Jesus talked about where he was going to prepare a place for us. And we don't know a lot about it, but it seems like in some way there will be wonderful things to do. We'll have friendship and fellowship with God and with all of the other people who throughout all the time of human history have believed in Christ. Now, do you remember the victory chant we talked about in the earlier episode? Well, here it is in chapter 15 again. And remember, it says, Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, or you could say, oh, grave, where is your victory? But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, we celebrate Easter because when Jesus rose from the dead, it was proof that God had accepted his sacrifice for our sins. So you and I don't ever need to be afraid 
to stand before God, to meet God. We don't need to be afraid in this life to talk to Him, to pray to Him. He loves us. He's accepted us in Christ because of what Christ did for us. If you've asked Jesus to forgive your sins, then they're forgiven. Remember, we said before that God has forgotten about them because they're so far removed. He he put them far, far, far away as far as the east is from the west. So you and I know that God accepted Jesus' sacrifice for our sins. The second is that it was proof that Jesus defeated his enemies and our enemies. We had the same enemy, Satan, remember? And the fact that death was part of what was happening to human beings, that was an enemy. And sin having some power over us, all those enemies Christ destroyed that day on the cross. And when he rose from the dead, it proved that those enemies were destroyed. Now, it was also proof that Jesus' mission on earth was finished. The work he came to do of securing salvation for us, forgiveness for our sins, that work was finished. And then last of all, it was proof that God's eternal plan is complete. God always had a plan. Are you curious about what God's plan was? That made me curious when I thought about that. Here's a little section from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 4 to 10, and it tells us about God's plan. It says, beginning in verse 4, long ago, even before he made the world, God chose us to be his very own through what Christ would do for us. He decided then to make us holy in his eyes without a single fault. We who stand before him covered in his love. Now, his unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by sending Jesus Christ to die for us. And he did this because he wanted to. Now, all praise to God for his wonderful kindness to us and his favor that he has poured out upon us because we belong to his dearly loved Son. So overflowing is his kindness toward us that he took away all of our sins through the blood of his Son by whom we are saved. And he has showered down upon us the richness of his grace for how well he understands us and he knows what is best for us at all times. God has told us his secret reason for sending Christ. He called it a mystery, didn't he? It was a plan he decided on in mercy many years ago, long, long ago. And this was his purpose, that when the time is just right, he will gather us all together from wherever we are in heaven or on the earth to be with him in Christ forever. Isn't that awesome? Now, that's why... We have what the Bible calls a living hope because we have a living Savior. Our hope is sure. It's already been secured for us by what Jesus did for us. That empty tomb, that is proof that he rose to new life. And we will also rise to new life to live with him forever and ever. 
1 Peter 1, 3-5 says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Heavenly Father, we just praise you for your love and your mercy. And we thank you for your wonderful plan that has given us a living hope. We thank you for your power that raised Christ from the dead and brought him out of that tomb on that first Easter morning. Thank you that that very same power is at work in us who believe, conforming us to the image of Christ, building into us that beautiful character, all those graces of Jesus Christ. So Lord, we pray today that you would bless us with greater faith and you would teach us to trust in you with all our heart. We love you, Father, and we want to love you more. Help us, we pray. Amen. Well, I found a very fun recipe for you to make. It's called Easter Resurrection Rolls, and your mom can find it at allrecipes.com. And it's called that, Easter Resurrection Rolls. So have mom jump on the internet and go to allrecipes.com, and there she'll find Easter Resurrection Rolls. Well, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this special series on Easter. If you have any questions, have your mom find me on Instagram at Kelly J. Grace, and there on any post, she can make a comment and post your question or something you want to say about this special Easter series. Now, the next series that we're going to do, I'm sorry, it's not for kids. It's all for moms and women. It's called A Woman's Life. And I've been intrigued really for quite a while by the way that our lives unfold in phases or in stages, if you will, almost like the acts of a play that kind of come one at a time telling another part of the story will join me as we explore the way God meets us at each point along the way helping us to face our challenges, to grow through our struggles, and to find our deepest joy and purpose fulfilled in Him. So as always, I'm on Instagram at Kelly J. Grace, and you can find resources for your own spiritual growth, for a challenge that you're going through in your marriage, or just some needed encouragement in your Christian parenting. You'll find all that on the blog at kellyjgrace.com. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with three friends who might also like it. And of course, I always greatly appreciate it if you'll take the time to add just a quick review on Apple Podcasts. They make it super quick and easy to do, and it really does make a difference in helping others who are looking around for some biblical truth to help them connect more deeply with God, especially to figure out how to connect God's Word to their everyday life. Because remember, that's really our mission here, is to try to make that connection between the truth that we believe in God's Word and the everyday life that we live. 
Now, before we go, I want to share one more wonderful resource about Easter for those moms out there who have little ones, little tiny kids. It's from it comes from what's called the biggest story Bible storybook. <laughs> That's kind of a mouthful, isn't it? Well, it's uh, available on crossway.org and it's from Kevin DeYoung, who I believe is a pastor. And he wrote the biggest story Bible storybook, and he's taken the five stories in that that pertain to Easter, and he's put them together in this PDF so you can just download it on your computer and read it with your little ones. It's beautifully illustrated, and it will help them to join in to the celebration of Easter at kind of a little kid level, at an appropriate level for them. So that's again at uploads.crossway.org slash excerpt slash the biggest story Bible storybook Easter stories PDF. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Um, you can find it though, just if you just Google crossway.org, you'll see the biggest story Bible storybook and there it'll lead you to the PDF. So I want to thank you again for listening and I will see you next time as we start talking about a woman's life.